Back to Dark Insight. It is episode 109 on August the 30th, 2019. I'm your host for the evening, Brian Wade, and I'm joined by my number one co-host in all the land, Charles Turner. Charles, hello. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. It's good to talk to you again, Brian. Yeah, it's, it's, good, it's good to be back. And uh, I'm also joined by new addition, Stuart Cullen. Stuart, nice to meet you. Hello. How are you doing? All right. Not bad. Second time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> you, you excited to talk about some video games? Uh, yeah, that's why you wheeled me out. You brought me out of storage. That's, it's, hey! that's, that's why. That's why we do it. That's why we do the thing. So, who do we um, have in our final facts that we can call that knows about games? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that, that guy. That guy writes about games. We can talk to him. <laughs> he can structure um, a yeah, sentence. So, so, speaking of speaking of video games, uh, Stuart, I feel like you're the most plugged into this. Why don't you Why don't you tell us about what's been going on at Gamescom or what went on at Gamescom? I guess. Yeah. Not a whole um, lot. Gamescom, as we're on a global stage, is a the biggest European uh, gaming expo in Europe, and it's held in Cologne in Germany, and it sees basically half a million people descend on this small hamlet, nah, it's, a, it's slightly bigger than a hamlet <laughs> city, um, for five days of anarchy, um... Yeah, anytime I see pictures from Gamescom of like the crowds, it just is scary almost. It's, it's, it, trust me, it's I, I've been lucky enough to attend one last year, and in a public day when you stand in the middle of the concourse because it's like a, a big corridor with halls either side for the public side, mm-hmm. you are literally a pebble in a river, and it's just a weird sensation as you just stand there as everybody and you're like flows Whoa. past you. But then, as well for me, it kind of it grounds you a wee bit when you're like, wow, like all these people have the love of the top, the one topic, you know what I mean? And I know the negatives and all that we have and stuff, but when you actually see that many people rushing to play things and that, it kind of reignites the, the furnace inside you and you go, you know what? You're not alone, you know what I mean? That get really deep again, really deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Gamescom is um, very much a show to halves usually, trade and public. Um, it's kind of like the main meal for the appetizer that was E3. E3, they generally show stuff, um, but there's not as much hands-on, whereas Gamescom, it's very much like, I like it as uh, America's glitz and glam and showbiz, whereas Germany's efficiency and showing you the guts of it and it's like, a, it's like an Audi it's a very fine tuned machine where you actually get to go and play things and they meet the people behind it you know this year was a wee bit interesting because they took a more EA, EA no an E3 even uh, approach in that they had uh, live streams um, for two or three days which was, which was really nice because usually it kind of happens and if you're not there you don't really get the action whereas uh, Nintendo did an indie showcase uh, there was Jeff Kelly and Co's kind of opening gala thing, which was like three hours of just wall-to-wall trailers and chats um, that was stolen by a particular man for Japan. Um, and there was like a kind of Xbox on 
or inside Xbox had a show as well and stuff. Um, so there was there was plenty of kind of stuff for people who weren't there to really enjoy. And like I say, it was kind of like we got a lot of updates and stuff that's coming. Got a lot of updates and stuff that kind of was only mentioned at E3, and um, we kind of got a few dates and stuff as well as a few kind of tasty tidbits about stuff switching platforms and kind of one or two new announcements that didn't quite make that E3 cut. So yeah, it was um I enjoyed it for what it was, although I was sat at my office, like I was saying earlier on, you know. So, yeah, how, how was yours, guys, Gamescom? <laughs> Full of German stuff? Yeah, didn't see much that was new. The only thing I'm excited about, I think is a pretty cool announcement, is that Ori and the Blind Forest is moving outside of the Xbox realm over to the Switch, which is exciting. Yeah. Seems to be... Any game getting free of Xbox... Yeah. Well, you say that, but there's the deal, because if you think about it, like, Xbox have done a deal, so we've already got Cuphead on the Switch, we've got Lucky's Tail going to the Switch, now we've got Ori and the Blind <coughs> Forest going to the Switch. So, there's a kind of steady flow, and this stream seems to only go one direction, um, at, the moment, <laughs> at the moment, of content onto the Switch, so it's only a matter of time till the repairs and kind on the Xbox side and we end up with Mario Odyssey HD um, <laughs> or, the new Breath, or the new Breath of the Wild um, I still kind of harbour hopes that this long mentioned kind of idea of playing Xbox Live on your Switch could happen um, I did. I don't know if any of you saw the, the, the jokester there was a guy who put up on Twitter he took a picture of their Switch and he'd photoshopped it so that it was a Xbox controller was connected Oh, yes. But it was through, like, a hoax Nintendo account, but if you weren't really awake at the time or paying attention, you would have went, oh, and retweeted it and got <laughs> excited. And I kind of went, you know what? As crazy as that is, that's a really good idea because, obviously, Xbox controllers are Bluetooth and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And um, it would save me a fortune buying a Pro Controller. So, yeah, um, th- there's definitely a hunger for these things. And I'm glad to see that it's a... It's a it's a it's a flourishing relationship with, they've got together, you know, um, and it's and it's, it's it's in its infancy, and hopefully we'll see more fruits bearing down the line. Yeah, it's I think it's good, um, and it's it is a move that Xbox seem to be making the moving away from actually having consoles and just having a service they provide that is video games. Yeah, which are you know, like. Competition is probably good for the industry, but like also being able to play your games where you want to play them, super nice. That'd be that that that'd be ideal for consumers going forward. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Xbox is dumb anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Charles. <laughs> I can't. I can't, Brian. <laughs> um, the other exciting well somewhat exciting for us older dudes who grew up playing games like Aladdin the Lion King they're getting remastered yeah mm. I'm super excited about this the uh the Lion King game on Super Nintendo and the Aladdin game game on Genesis those were like some of the games that I played the most as a kid growing up and especially that the Aladdin game on Genesis uh obviously the superior version because you have a sword um and swords are awesome uh <laughs> yes. really excited about that <laughs> Um, and it's the Mega Drive. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whatever. It's um, the Genesis, Charles. Uh, yeah, the Aladdin was great. I, I finished that. Um, I clocked it. I was pretty proud of myself. That last fight against Jafar was not fun. You had to get oh, every. Yeah, man. That 
I was going to say, are we all the same school that the <coughs> Mega Drive version, not your Genesis, <laughs> the Mega Drive version was better than the SNES version because obviously they were developed by two different studios. Because the Mega yeah, Drive the, was the, Capcom the, the, and the SNES was Virgin Interactive. Is he squints? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the Genesis version has a sword, which makes it better. <laughs> Thing I'm really interested in, I kind of got to, but why not make it a treble and do Aladdin, the Lion King, and Jungle Book? Because the Jungle Book was a pretty decent wee platformer of the same ilk as well. Never played that one, but you've seen people just complaining they're not complain. doing Tarzan and things like that. But if they're doing these, they're likely to do Tarzan the... was when the Mega Drive was it. I don't know, but I saw people complaining that PS, Tarzan was PS1 era. Because it, it's kind of like, the argument I would have had was I would have preferred the Castle Illusion series, the Mickey Mouse games. Because um, oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty solid as well. Or, or Quackshot, I don't know if you guys got Quackshot, because I think Quackshot was a European exclusive. But it's like a kind of DuckTales, uh, Duck, uh, Donald Duck's game in the same vein as these things, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's... If they've done these two, they're likely to do the other ones, so I guess just be patient. Well, <laughs> they did, they did, the, did that compilation about oh, a year ago just now, where it was like, time to remember, it was Chippendale, Tailspin, OEO. Um, yeah, it was like the Saturday morning collection or something like that? Yeah, Darkwing Duck, and... Oh, what was that for? DuckTales. Af- was it DuckTales? Afternoon collection, I guess. Um, I believe it is Duck- DuckTales, yes. So that that kind of maybe tested the water to see if there was a hunger for these kind of things. But then it's weird as well how this is getting a physical release, whereas that was only digital. Digital, yeah. So, Did you guys finish The Lion King? I got like, I hired it from the video store and I got like right near the end when like everything's on fire and it's all wasted after Scar's been in charge for a while. But then I just got yeah, right across I, I, the Yeah, I finished it way back when. I got right to the end of the screen and I couldn't work out where to go. Like it was a dead end and you could see stuff below you. And I just couldn't, I spent hours trying to work out where, like, how do I get below? And I just couldn't, I don't know what to do. Does anyone remember? Yeah. Because I, was, uh, I, I have no recollection. I just, I know that I had finished it way back when. Yeah. I was about a child at the time and yeah. it plagues me. It plagues me that I never got past that like level. It was like Haunt one of the last the levels. It does. It does. But look on the bright side, you can put that wrong right now. You can do that and yeah, do but- best of all. You'll have an achievement to prove. You'll be able to hang that. <laughs> no, you know. You'll have a trophy <laughs> to approve. And you can hang it on your wall and be like, I got a trophy. It's not quite an achievement, but it's a trophy. <laughs> yeah, no no achievements over, over in Charles's land. Uh, no, trophies are a- cooler. Everyone knows no, that. No color. No color. It's, a, it's a dull drab place. <laughs> yeah. Achievements are like participation uh, awards like you were just there so you gotta <laughs> <laughs> good job on being there guys um oh, dear. But yeah but what if i can't beat it like my insecurities are coming out like what if i play it again i get the same point and can't work out what to... oh, the internet's now around so i can just go quit <laughs> i can watch a playthrough on youtube good times i'll get my son to do it <laughs> you can show me yeah brian was there anything that stuck out to you not really. Uh, gosh. Um, so, uh, right before we, um, started recording, I was, I was watching the, uh, some video of the Witcher 3 Switch, uh, port, and honestly, it doesn't look that bad. Like, it kind of looks like a decent way to play that game if you have no other way to play it, uh, and if the Switch is your only way to play it, uh, 
play it on the Switch because that game is amazing and everyone should play it. Yes, it's a very good game. And it must run better than Skyrim on the Switch, so... <laughs> I mean, why, why, why would I even start playing Skyrim on the Switch? Come on. Because you own it on everything in the world ever. I don't, though. Oh, yeah. I, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to scrub Skyrim out of my libraries. <laughs> yeah, when, you're not, when you're not in the VR world at home, not on the bus playing Blades, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just more, more of the more, more, more. That's that's my new theme tune. No. More of them. More. I downloaded <laughs> Blades at E3 because a friend of mine was way and he got into the beta and was playing it right from the beginning and he wanted the the I he's got uh, Google phone. Mm. What is it called? Android. Android. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a and, Google phone. And they they had different rewards for Apple and Android, so he got me to log oh. into his account. So he got the. <laughs> The Apple rewards. It's the only time I played it um, was just to help him. It's get a the... pretty, it's a pretty thing, but it's uh, I, I don't know. Unless I, this, this totally counteracts one of the games I'm going to talk about tonight. But if <laughs> <laughs> I'm if I'm, I'm, I'm at my work, I don't want to kind of sit. And I know it's bite sized and stuff, but at the same time, I kind of just want to be able to pick up and play. You know what I mean? And have short sharp bursts and no feel like I'm, my phone's draining every time I've put it to sleep for two minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is a, it is a, a visually nice thing. I, I, I was lucky enough um, to play a really super early build it um, prior to it launching. And even then it was really nice, you know, bits and bobs in a wee dungeon and stuff. So it was good. Play Witcher on the Switch. Do it. Just, just play The Witcher. It doesn't matter how. Exactly. Just do it. <laughs> just watch it on Netflix and jump up and down at the same time. You'll be fine. That's right. <laughs> just open palm slam the VHS in here. <laughs> do the moves along with your favorite character, Riddick. <laughs> Actually, Brian, I haven't talked to you about that. What are you thinking about The Witcher and Netflix? I'm cautiously optimistic. The okay. trailer looked really good. The- um... <laughs> And I'm I, like, I don't know. Like everybody seems to really dislike the choice of Henry Cavill, but like I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, the dude's like not a bad actor. Like he's fine. No, he's not. Should be fine. And he's Geralt, so like he does not like he has to do a whole lot. He just has to be like, grunt, grunty, and like <laughs> quietly sarcastic. Like he can do that. That's fine. And have all the ladies want to sleep with him. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> have you have you seen him? Like, and the dudes. <laughs> Uh, my, my concern with him is that he looks a little too shiny and like i don't know if that's the right way to explain it, but that's the only way i can explain it whereas Geralt seems grittier and dirtier whereas he just yeah. seems a little too shiny and like pretty yeah i don't know like they, when they showed the like the trailer and some of the the, the promotional shots like seeing it because like when they did the uh the camera and makeup test or whatever like the, that I footage that came out and everybody was like super mad yeah, because uh, he looked too pretty. Like he like has some stubble now, and like looks more, much more girlty than he did in that in that makeup test. So, I, agree. I don't know. I agree. I'm excited. He's, he's a man that had a mustache CGI'd out for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not forget, he's, he's he's too pretty looking. Excuse me. I think you'll find history shows that he somebody spent a lot of money so his tash would be hidden, unless he would have been the best <laughs> Superman in the world. Tash Superman. Oh. I should just run with it, eh? Like just. Captain America got a beard. Why not Superman have a mustache? Like, 
Because Superman <laughs> can't grow facial hair. How? It's part of the lore. I don't know. There's probably the sun is. burns it off. The radiation from the sun burns his facial hair off. Oh, <laughs> no, dude. Like you know, you know, like he he does like use his like his laser eyes to shave. Like that is like a legit. Oh yeah, I have seen that. When was legit uh, Superman lore thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why can't he have a mustache? Because I, you know, just WB being dumb, I guess. Yeah. True. What I just have. <laughs> I was going to say, back, reining this back in, uh, I think the the show's going to be based on the books more than the game yes. as well. So, yep. it's, But then we're going to end up in Game of Thrones world, aren't we? Where, uh, and even <coughs> the boys, bed. where they take the course thing and they just go, right, this is the course thing, smushy, 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 and then they come out with something and everybody will be like, that didn't happen like that! And you'll be like... <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear! It's like yep. yeah, but it's like as much as you're a big fan, like this thing. Like, you take the Witcher fan base, but then you take the Netflix viewer base. It's like yeah, yeah. That's why they did these things the way they're doing it. Anyway, you'll all be busy. You'll all be busy with a thing called cyberpunk. Just, 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 just the way you go, <laughs> the way you go and fill your boots with cyberpunk. One of my one of my favorite things that has come out of like seeing the trailer and the promotional shots and stuff um, is. Uh, all the all the gamers that got super mad that that Geralt didn't have two swords on his back uh, mm. in the trailer, um, and then the the writer of the show who is a big fan of the books and has been harassed by gamers online basically since the uh, since the show got announced uh, just got to come out on Twitter and be like, yeah, uh, in the books Geralt doesn't carry both swords on his back; he keeps one on Roach. He just carries whichever one he needs, and it was very funny. See, was <laughs> that Chris? Does not end up on a roof? In this show, I'm no, I'm no believing it. That's the thing. You know I mean, the, the swords are one thing, but I want Roach to clip through a bridge, end up on the yep. roof of a building, not listen to him, and generally just be a glitchy mofo as he wanders about the world, <laughs> running, running around his front two hoofs. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's it. And unless that's there, then I'm no, I'm no sold. So I'm saying my, my standards are so high for this show. Might not happen. It- and I, I agree with what you've said, Brian, about the, <laughs> not about the horse, about the, <laughs> about the swords. But the, the hard thing is, is that this, the Witcher is known broader as a game title. Yeah, it is. And so but they must like, expect. You know, it is get, what it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But they must expect the audience is bigger in the game world than it is the book world, I'd imagine. Mm, um, maybe, I don't know. So I can understand it, it. It is dumb that people get angry because it's it's just a visual interpretation anyway. So even if it was <laughs> right, it doesn't have to be exactly like the video game or be. the book. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. For I don't it. know. Like like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I I try not to get too hyped for anything, you know. No. Despite despite me being extremely hyped for a video game that's coming out in a month, the hype train leads to the station of disappointment. No, it doesn't. It can do that. <laughs> well, see, I was going to argue the book thing there because Metro, it's kind of similar in a kind of weird way, but Metro has um, got a massive actual expanded universe in the books. I think there's like 59 Metro books, but not. I think there's only like five of them in English. The rest of them are <laughs> okay. in Russian. But yep. the, point, the point being, I was talking to the guy, the, 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 the author, the Russian guy, Dmitry... I'm a Russian. Funny that his name's Dimitri. I'm a Russian, um, and he was saying to me, "There's like an actual Metro book set in Scotland," and I'm like, 
I never knew this. And then when you went and checked it out, it turned out that it was only available in Russian. And I went, <laughs> that is, that's, that's, that's on my Christmas list. You know what I mean? Because, but apparently it's set on the subway, subway system in Glasgow and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And I was like, but it's only in Russian. And I'm like, all right, okay. Just get the Google Translate app and just read it through your phone. Like, as you scan yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Russian to English doesn't really always work. You know what I mean? History's taught me that. By playing <laughs> enough indie games that were made in Siberia and stuff. Doesn't always quite land. It, trust me, Meow, 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 Meow Motors has some dodgy translations in it. And I know it's only a carton game with cats and carts, but still, it's a Russian thing gone to English and it's questionable. <laughs> They've used Google Translate then. Yeah, yeah, you can tell they've done it, but I mean, we're all friends here, you know what I mean? We're going to hunt and hide for the Russians, you know, as my front door gets kicked in. <laughs> well, hopefully it gets uh, translated one day. Yeah, well, I, I, it's, it's one of the things, well, apparently as well, totally running the, the gamut here, but um, Metro's going to get a movie now, actually, because he's dying, he's dying for it to be made into a movie or a, a TV show, and apparently they said this week that they've started uh, post-production on an actual movie for Metro I just thought that got real dark you're like he's dying I'm like man why do you have to bring it <laughs> bring mm. us down but no you're just dying to make a movie That that's that's a positive thing not actually dying no yeah no, I did hear no. about that I did hear about that it's, that's pretty cool because uh, yeah, the whole video, video games world. are now back in trend just now because we've got like like we've got TV shows of The Witcher and stuff and Halo's TV show and then we've got like but yep, Castlevania, and we've got Mortal Kombat getting a new movie, and Doom's getting a direct-to-DVD movie, and, you know I mean, it's like, it's like the 90s all over again, apart from Jean-Claude Van Damme's no playing Guile, and Kyle and Minogue's no Kami. <laughs> bring them back, bring them back, I say. <laughs> Reprise their roles. Every generation, yes. Yeah, it is, it is a funny era we're in, games rule, and I, I still find it fascinating, I saw an article pop up yesterday, and it's like, the shock Melbourne Australia this, yeah Sydney uh, yeah Australia Melbourne kid earns more than some tennis player in the Australian Open and it's like what but the article is in a way that's su- such a surprise and it's like I'm getting kind of tired of <laughs> like it, it's just a surprise that oh you can make money off video games and that's just seems to be the approach that's the novelty in it it's like um I, I watched the, this. See, I watched the Rock series. The Rock, there's a series called Ballers, which is based on American football, and it just came back last weekend. And um, there's a bit in it, this new episode, where the guy walks out a, a, a League of Legends match, and he sits down in this a, a typical esports arena, a big flash, and that. And the guy sits down and goes, "Well, you're thinking about getting back into the the game? This guy's retired." And he goes, "No, no, I want to make money like this guy." And obviously, <laughs> if you know who that esports guy is in League of Legends, you're like. That's him, and then the guy goes, "You, you serious? You're gonna want to sit in your ass all day and play a video game and make money?" And I'm going, "Where? Oh, the, oh, oh, the boss here, son. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on, you can't just turn up here and showcase it and then belittle it in the same breath." Yeah, but um, no, it's nice to see it. It's it's penetrating uh, mainstream media, definitely. You know what I mean? And with this more stuff for the shows and games and TVs and stuff and all that, it's only a matter of time till. It becomes the next generation's comic books, you know what I mean? Remember when comics? I remember when comics were read by kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the war in black and white, too, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, they didn't move. Mm hmm. Yep. So, but that's, that's, I think, the kind of, that they're maybe going to try and do with the game thing is kind of 
ride the comic style wave, how comics became very much a mainstream quo. Yeah. Yep, and it'll go too far, and we'll all get jaded, and then we'll all look for something else to do. Yep, we'll go back to whittling. <laughs> Spinning wool. Yep. Churning. We're I'm going to go out the back and churn myself some again. butter. I'm, I'm a mean butter churner. <laughs> get out the hoop and stick. Uh, <laughs> Whack it down the street. <laughs> the good old days. Oh, I remember them well. None of your Google boxes and funky ponky machines. <laughs> was, there, was there any other news that came out from Gamescom that we care about? Kojima's Kojima end of that was that was the easiest way to describe that but yeah um, really oddly but during that conference when Kojima comes out on stage at this time I don't know if you ever seen the version of it E3 a few years ago where there was these light up steps yes and the idea is that you're meant to walk out in time with the step step on the, the panels as they light up as you walk to the stage but Kojima's like nah I'm having none of it I'm going at my own pace so <laughs> So they started up lighting up and they ended up finishing by he was like five minutes behind them. It was really <laughs> awkward. But this time he just walks out on the stage with Jeff Keighley and he sat. But the really weird thing is, so this is a live streaming presentation, right? But like within settings, everybody within like, so it was like a kind of big L shape, the stage. So like loads of people had jumped up and were taking selfies in front of him while they were still present, uh, presenting the show sort of thing. So, Jeff Keighley and him sitting, talking about the game, showing the trailer and stuff, and the translator there, and you've got these guys, like, you must have about 50 people jostling in front of him, and I'm going, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> why is there no security? Like, any of these Muppets could be doing anything, do you know what I mean? And it's like, why is somebody not coming and saying, right, right, guys, right, we'll put this trailer on, everybody sits doing it, or we're phoning the cops, right, we're phoning the cops, unless you behave. Nah, nah. And every time it cut back to them, there's like this sea of bodies just diving oh what am I picture with him oh, yeah 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 it's like ch- ch- what, what why he's not like a hermit he doesn't hide for the world it's just oh it was just strange a rare occurrence of a Kojima sighting oh, god he <laughs> was he was uh, again right but I, I was lucky enough to go to the Sony presentation when I was at E3 and he sat four rows in front of me and I'll admit I did get that gush and I went oh. <laughs> but then I was like Pactor was in front of me, and I got to sit and watch Pactor playing a balloon popping game, which I thought was even more surreal. It's like, ah, you're Kojima, but this is Pactor playing. I mean, he knows financial stats. You, you, you stay over there, Mister Man. But um, yeah, it was the same there. People were diving across chairs and stuff in the auditorium to get pictures with him. I, I don't quite. I don't get it. It's like I get the point. He's real. I, I, I totally appreciate him and what he does and his bat mental craziness. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, I. I I don't think I'd ru- uh, very few people in this world would get that reaction for me to me to rush for a picture. Do you yep. know what I mean? I agree. But, Jackie Chan, maybe. Uh, but that's the price of fandom in it. So. <laughs> and that was Gamescom. That is Gamescom, <laughs> and that's and that and that's the conference. And here, end of our story. <laughs> Gamescom is officially over. Mm, there was much bratwurst. There was much German sausages eaten and bratwurst devoured. It was good times for all. No, nay, nothing wrong with that. Nay, that nay, that's that's part of Gamescom, man. You know what I mean? There's no worse. There's no worse quite like currywurst. You know what I mean? It's good times. What have we been playing? 
What have we been playing? Video games. <laughs> Video games. Stuart, um, tell me about Control. That's the uh, the thing oh, at the top of everyone's mind. Well, I was going to save Control to the end and use it as a kind of connecting bri- as a bridge, <laughs> shall we say, between me and Odin. Oh, you, you, you and Charles can both talk about it right now. It's fine. We've, we've both... I, I know next to nothing about it, so tell me about it. Right. Uh, 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 do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? It's up to you. Because the thing is, like, I've finished it. Like, I'm like, I know like free. I'm free achievements for a thousand G in it, so I'm quite versed in it. <laughs> um, I guess we'll keep it spoiler free because it's still early days. Um, yeah. But we can, t- I guess, yeah. So keep it simple and talk about the concepts and the gameplay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you a brief rundown and then we can chime in on what we fancy. You know what I mean? Yep. Just, yep. Um, Control is the latest game from Remedy, those fine Finnish men that brought us Max Payne, Quantum Break. I was going to say Quantum Solitaire, but that's a James Bond movie. Um, <laughs> Quantum Break and Alan Wake. And it is a first-person only story-driven tale, which is very much focused on combat more so than Quantum Break was, but it's kind of set... I, I, when I first played it, I got this kind of love child, uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break together. Um, we'll probably explain that a bit more. Um, and then it, you play as a woman who is in the searching for her brother, who is inside a magical house in New York, which can only be seen if the house wishes you to be seen, and it is a free-floating entity that transforms and reforms at will of its own accord and you end up going into it and that's where the fun begins yes and the, the house is um it's called the old house is old house yeah yes it's but the it's oldest house oldest house that's it um it's a giant office building is actually how it's, it's more laid out yeah and it's, it's a complex it's a kind of it's a g I, I like to think it's like a 1950s style g-man facility if you ever played XCOM the bureau it's just that, but it's an actual entity that thinks and moves and does things for itself. Whereas uh, and it's kind of like all kind of mad... It's like Mad Men. It's like all glass panels and rubber plants and fax machines and really... Type, typewriters. Yeah. The, and there is actually a bureau in there. It's the Bureau of Control, which is a governmental... A US governmental control... A governmental agency that is like a mix between the Men in Black... And Hellboy. Yeah. They basically are keeping supernatural occurrences away from public eyes. Yeah. Or, well, that and they're trying to. It's known that the, 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 the plane, there's another plane to our existence. And there's other entities that are trying to invade our plane. That's, that's probably a safe thing to say. Um, yeah. So they're kind of like trying to keep the gate shut on this plane yep and so it's uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about neither do we because the game's mental <laughs> as in a good much, way uh, it's a thought it's a it's a thought-provoking one um it's, it's definitely a mind bender it's very on a gameplay front but it's super tight and super fun um i really really like the the combat in it um it, ironically enough, um, the game's called Control. I'm not a super big fan of how it actually controls. <laughs> <laughs> what powers do you have just now? Um, it, the combat does work fine, but just the movement in general, I it, it don't feel like it's it quite loves, tight enough for my liking. It loves mo- motion blur. 
It's like yes, you know, yes, it's it like, does. It's got that remedy signature. See, when you move, it's like you've been in a washing machine. It's like whoa, whoa! It's 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 like whoa! That's that's crazy. That's like I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's a um, cheat. It's a graphical cheat. It's like they're doing it obviously to make things look prettier than they are, and it is a very pretty game to the point where there's live action segments in it, and between the live action and the game segments, you kind of go, "Is that is that real?" Yeah, maybe. But that's a known thing that Remedy do. They like doing that as well. You know? Well, yeah, the previous Quantum Break had actual episodes of a TV show in between the game. <laughs> yeah, but it's more in line with like the kind of. Alan Wake thing because mine and Alan Wake used to find TVs and put them on and used to find Mr yes. I forget his name but it was like the alter ego essence of Alan Wake who was the actor who played Alan Wake um, it seems it seems like they're taking a little leaf from Hellblade's book kind of blending the the live action into the game graphics as well with like mm. the the visual effects you see you see like silhouettes of actual and they look like they're being filmed with a camera and inserted into the game graphics yeah. Um, with the silhouettes of when, when your character hears voices and people talking to her, she sees a, like a silhouette and shadows and light to them, and it's like in a 3D space in front of your character, but outside the world that actually you're in. It's 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 quite trippy. It's very Hellblade. That reminded me of. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I'm but answer that. your question. Answer your question. Uh, I've just got the the shield. Right. Okay. It, the term control is about how you actually gain control over physics, kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as become, you play the As I said, I, I've um, working on something with the guys that, that developed it, but as I said to them, you become like the ultimate badass Jedi, but with a gun. Um, by the end of it, it's like you 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 basically are a Jedi, but you've got a really cool transforming gun. Yep. So, so by the end of it, when you're a Jedi, do you still use the gun? Like, is there any yeah, point the to use the gun once the, you have all the well, powers? Well, I find, yeah, because the, the gun comes in seven flavors, but it's the one gun, which I think's a really interesting thing the devs have always said is as well, as people say, is this a horror game? And it may look like a horror game going in, but they say it's not, and I totally agree with them, because they say at no given point in time do you not have the ability to con- <laughs> control uh, the situation. Yeah, sure. Um, because <laughs> basically... Sort of- there's no ammo in it. There's no ammo pickups. The gun automatically respawns ammo. So your gun replenishes itself during firefights. And also, you don't have millions of guns to pick from. You have seven guns, but each gun's in transformation into one gun. So she never lets go of that one gun. Um, which is which is which is quite a cool, um, quite quite a cool and an interesting mechanic. Uh, so yeah, the yeah, say so I don't see as a horror, but it is it's quite spooky at times, like the tension, especially early on. Psychological thriller. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, it's, it's, that, that that sounds like a video game to me. Think Twin yes. Peaks. <laughs> see, 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 Twin Peaks is that kind of vibe. Like you go in areas that are backwards, maybe, um, and things are backwards, <laughs> and you'll 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 do things and places and. Other things in other places. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what you do. And you'll but, tiptoe uh, around spoilers because people don't like being spoiled. But um, um, what I what I really liked going in, how quickly it went mental. Like a lot of games, kind of you know, 
they tease or they foreshadow that things are a bit crazy and it takes you you know two three hours before you start seeing the crazy this one minute in you're seeing mental <laughs> mind-bending things and it's like what the heck is going on and i yeah. love that like how it just throws you in the deep end they start talking about things like i found a memo saying words not to words to use and not to use when you're writing a letter about a deceased bureau member <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. alaska is one of the words not to use and you're like what why is alaska a forbidden word <laughs> like it's <laughs> well it's really it's, it's really insane. collectible heavy as well see you'll spend that's the thing if you're into reading things um <coughs> you'll spend forever reading notes and stuff in the game because there's yep. bloody thousands in them like hundreds yeah. of them and and there's a lot of flavor which i kind of liked uh too much writing at times i don't like like can give it much but this is quite interesting it keeps you like fascinated like you'll pick up a a book club memo from the bureau members and I just really like that it gives context and flavor to this world. It's not just these people who work in this out, outside normal society. They're normal humans too, who have lives and have interests. They just happen to work for a, a mental <laughs> bureau yeah. of control that deals with psycho crazy things that no one else knows about, but they still like reading books. Like, and the book they're reading is like a young adults, like romance novel. And it's hilarious. And I just love the context and character that brings to the world that you're in, even though it's devoid of a lot of MP. There are NPCs, but there's it, a lot of them have been killed oh, by what's happening. Them are floating and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing that happens. It's um, yeah, it, the speed as what it, which it throws you in the deep end is is pretty cool. And just little things like the very first memo you pick up talks about how you're not allowed to bring in branded items like you can't bring in scissors is one thing you can't bring into the bureau <laughs> which i don't understand you can't bring in electronics you can't bring in or was it like anything that was brand like kleenex or something or was like branded items or something that was synonymous with an item and then you walk around the corner and there's a vending machine that has white packages mm -hmm. and it just says chips or yeah. crackers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate and they're all just non-branded items in the vending machine i think that's just really cool and i don't know why yet but i just think it's really clever world building and it, uh, and that's why i like with quantum break it felt like it was a real world they created and given it context like yeah walk, you walk. and i feel the same with this the remedy do a good job of that making the world feel real and and make sense in their the rules they've created for this world Mm. One of the, one of the biggest issues I have with it is I wish it had a true bullet time feature, but it does now. Ah, and okay. it breaks my heart, man, because it you comes want so close to the world of Mac. It's like how hard would it be to put in the ability to slow dive or the top of that filing cabinet? Because that's the thing; it's a stunning game. Like you can open up a firefight in an office, and papers will be flying everywhere, and canisters will be exploding, and plant pots will be shattering and stuff. And it's like, oh, I wish I could. F forward dive through all this be great but then the <laughs> argument is as well as you don't it'd be too you, easy you only have one gun don't you so yeah it'd be too I, easy I, as well you say too easy right now like i say badass jedi with a gun there ain't much in the world that puts up a fight you know <laughs> well that's because you mentioned um brian you asked about do you even need the gun when you can do the jedi stuff yeah it may change but right now i'm mostly just force 
pick up blocks of concrete or filing cabinets and throw them at dudes like it's quicker <laughs> than shooting them <laughs> that, that'll get the job done yeah and so i don't know like i'm i do use the gun but i don't need to use the gun but it may change because i am i think i am still reasonably early on um it's a mental game but in a really good way it's a real mind bender yeah. it's definitely um contender for the game of the year um yeah it's <laughs> one of those secret where he got that it's one of those stick it in the stick it in the, the the chart it's it's gonna we're gonna come back to it in a couple of months time and go hmm and see what happens i kind of hope there's dlc for it and i know they did mention there was maybe going to be something coming so i'm kind of excited to see where they take it if they do do dlc for it and i hope to god it's not just like challenge rooms and stuff because technically that 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 off that office you could have infinite things in it if you know what i mean which is the really interesting thing about it you know so um we'll see what they do It's re- so far it's been reasonably linear, but there are things that you can miss or you can branch It's a bit Metroidvania in a way as well, because you'll get power once you get certain powers and stuff. You can double, double, double. No, it's not so much the powers; it's mainly the key cards. Yeah, it you is can double cards. back, and you can open up doors and stuff. Although, and, and I'm not sure yet. The map's not great. It's oh, not the map's terrible trash. either. It's trash um, because it doesn't load half the time. Well, yeah, you load it, Brian. Will load, you open it up, and it'll just show the names, and there's just no map. It's like what? <laughs> and it'll, it'll eventually pop in, but it, you can't. You'll be on a level, a floor of the building, and it will show you the whole floor plan. Um, but no, there might be two. The, yeah, there might be two. Um, there's two sections within that one level, and it just overlaps. It's tonal, but see if you notice the four euros are light grey, the four below you or above you is on a different colour of grey. It's yeah, it's still grey. not. It's still it's... a bit hard to <laughs> to work out what's going on because it it Sounds covers wild. It's, it, it it's covers fifty shades up. of grey. <laughs> Saucy. Um, it's, a, it's a very but... erotic erotic floor floor plan. <laughs> it's got lots of curves in all the right places. Oh, <laughs> it likes it's to be going tied sideways. Up. Um, I, I, I don't usually like to call these out uh, mid episode, but a very erotic floor plan is a pretty good uh, episode title. Yeah, that is a good title. Write it down, Brian. Write it down. All right, <laughs> so I will forget. Uh, and like, I, I've noticed a couple of places because, as uh, Stuart mentioned, the the environment can shift at will, and you find memos talking about like if things shift and you find yourself trapped, just call for help and just say stay tight, kind of things. Um, so, um, and there's like safe rooms that obviously have been protected by some scientific means to stop them from shifting and it's quite funny um, yeah. my favourite see my favourite mention of the shifting is the, the bit where you talk to somebody and the woman goes yeah the shifting happens at random sometimes and she goes oh she goes what do you mean well we were doing experiments by a great white shark once and um, it shifted it and 200 gallons of water into a board meeting <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, no, that's the kind of level I want to play. You know what I mean? Um, that a- reminds me as well. Yeah, there's a bit later on that is phenomenal. And it's probably my favourite p- part in a game to date this year. Just putting that out there. But it's amazing. And it's it's just a, a, such a very good use of 
a thing that is a thing that happens. But yeah, sorry. Um, I'm right. just remembering you're, the array of that. You're, you're speaking like the memos. The, all the memos are redacted, like hard out. So really reading yeah. it is just like... So you're speaking the same way as the memos. So it makes sense. But what, yeah. what I was trying to say about the map, I've, I'm sure I found corridors where there is a corridor past a concrete wall that I'm at. And so I'm well, assuming that... sections as well, but so see our forced yeah. throw every so often if you think that pick up a bit of rock and chuck it at the wall and see what happens because there was an area I was in last night and I just knocked the wall clean through and went oh I can oh, yeah, cool. come in here um, I thought that might be the case but I, the, the room I, one of the rooms I was in was in a room like a, the non-combatant room so you can't actually do any abilities like they oh. take them away from you mm. like your gun's all gone and, and so I'm like but there's a corridor right there and it's the same yeah but then another thing as well is if you go out, see it's no new game plus but after the credits roll you go back in and there's still stuff to do so like I'm finding areas which were previous so on the map it does the question marks in areas you haven't been and um, I'm finding that I'm able to go to these areas now due to having gone to other missions and stuff within that area if you know what I mean so it's not like you wouldn't be able to get there first before you finish the game it's only once you're dished this mission you can go back to it if you know what I mean okay. which is really good as well if you're looking to finish off achievements and stuff it means you don't need to finish the game and then have to start all over tr- again you can you mean trophies go in but fully leveled up and stuff and just breeze it and like yeah. wallop around yeah cool it, it, Brian it's a good game I think it's a game that you I think you would enjoy I think we established yeah. that I think it's if you if you didn't walk away from that conversation thinking <laughs> my god I'm gonna be in control this weekend because I'm buying control I don't know what more I can do <laughs> yeah it, it, it's definitely a game like that once I saw peop- how people were talking about it, it has been on my radar. So, I think uh, I think y'all might have just sold me a copy. Nice. So. But if it's rubbish, don't don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> don't be blaming me. Be on me. podcast next time and be like, wait a minute, you guys said this game was good. <laughs> it was all lies. <laughs> was that was two seconds in here, and I was been sick everywhere. <laughs> so much motion blur. <laughs> uh. No, it's good. Um, I I knew not. I didn't know much about the game, so it's been quite. There's a lot of surprises because um, that's how I like to go into games, but I, I was sold on it because I thoroughly enjoyed Quantum Break. The, the only good Xbox game. <laughs> Stop it, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to, like, double down, Brian. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna... <laughs> it's the same thing about Life is Strange. Same thing as Life is Strange. I'm going to double down <laughs> on my dislike just to, to wind people up. So, Brian, you've been playing Destiny. So, Charles... Uh, yeah, I'm playing Destiny. Let me tell you, uh, it's 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 been real good. Right click, left click, uh, shoot the guys. Um, got a really good, got got a really good pulse rifle the other day in the forge. Um, you know, it's it's kind of I'm kind of in maintenance mode on Destiny. You know, just kind of doing my dailies. And this week is Iron Banner, which is the the like the big crucible event that happens every month. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that, but it's you know it's it's more or less just like hopping on, doing a little bit here and there. Uh, every day or two, and uh, Shadow Keep comes out next month, and I'm very excited. That's nice. That's all, all, all that matters about Destiny right now. What's the context of the new update? I saw a bit about it the other day, but I'm not as familiar. So, so we're going back to the moon. Uh, Patrol nice. Zone from Destiny One. Was there uh, there, wizards there? <laughs> there, there were. There, there will be wizards there. Uh, hey. I, I, I assume that there's still wizards there. Um, 
So, yeah, so uh, they're bringing back the entire patrol area from Destiny 1. So it's the same exact patrol area from Destiny 1, uh, but they're doubling it in size. So there's going to be, like, twice as much area for you to patrol. Um, so has it just got bigger, or is it the exact same from Destiny 1 with added areas? The second one. There there are more areas. Good. So just to um, make it twice as wide and twice yeah, they're, as long. They're not just, they're not just like, <laughs> making each road twice as long, uh, although that would be hilarious. <laughs> Um, got to be sure. Uh, so, so it's um, the the raid that they're adding is something to do with the Black Garden, which is pretty exciting. Uh, the Black Garden is where is basically the heart of the like the the, the quote unquote heart of the Vex. Um, so think, yeah. presumably we're going to be learning more about where the Vex come from, why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, they are invading the moon for some reason. Uh, it's 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 looks real cool. Um, they did. They put out a big post yesterday about how the way the way they're changing seasons, which uh, is seems seems potentially exciting, especially for people that just hop in and out and don't play a whole lot. Um, yep. Is that rather than have to buy the whole the full season pass for thirty dollars or whatever it was last season uh, or last last year, they're gonna sell they're gonna sell those seasons piecemeal, so you can just pay ten dollars for a season if if the content in it interests you. Um, which means that you don't have to buy the $30 for the seasons up front. Um, you can, if you hop in later and you decide, oh, I want more of this content, I can I can buy it then rather than worry about buying it up front, the, which is exciting. Past, yeah, that is good. It, so to clarify, you, do, you in the past you had to buy the previous DLCs if you wanted the newest one, like they kind of locked yes. you. Yes, yep. And you don't need to now. You, you no longer need to do that, correct. Okay. That's good. I think that's a nice so, move, yeah. and it's it's good for yeah. consumers not being forced um, by DLC that they don't necessarily have time to play. Right, uh, and then so of course also uh, Destiny is moving to Steam off of uh, off of the Battle.net launcher uh, in October when Shadowkeep launches, um, and they're adding the free to play version of it for uh, new players, which is which seems really cool. Uh, the the Destiny Two New Light, which is going to add new missions and. Uh, is going to give you everything up to Forsaken, I believe, uh, will be free. So not including Forsaken, but everything up to Forsaken. So all of Year One of Destiny will, uh, two will be will be free for everybody to play, which is which is cool. Hopefully, it'll lead to more people playing, so I can have more heads to click on. Nice. Well, it did when when they released it free on PlayStation. I noticed a lot more people played, including myself. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, the the cro- the cross save has seemed to bring a pretty big population onto PC as well because people that uh, didn't move over because they didn't uh, have enough people playing on PC like now can move their PlayStation or Xbox characters over to PC and keep playing without missing a beat. Yeah, that's that's always nice. User friendly, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Bungie's making some big moves now that they're no longer part of Xbox, uh, part of Activision. <laughs> yeah i don't know I, you know what, what what can i say about destiny that i haven't said before <laughs> it's true it's true you did say some new things though about the moon wizards and uh yeah yeah that, there's there's gonna be wizards on the moon that's exciting nice um did you want to talk about radiant historia or do you want us to move on to uh, yeah, I can I can talk about that. So, um, <clears throat> if you don't know, uh, which you guys do, um, I've been I've been off work uh, for the past about month with an injury, um, which has 
uh, led to me getting reacquainted with my 3DS and specifically getting reacquainted with RPGs. Um, because I have a lot more time to play them when I'm not working. (laughs) Can we be more specific? Your one 3DS or your 15 Uh, Well, the one one that I'm using. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Radiant Historia is a game that I played a long time ago on uh, the DS um, and then bought the 3DS version, Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology, when it came out on 3DS but never actually got around to playing it. Um, it's a game that I've that I've that I loved back when I played it originally on the 3DS, and this remake is outstanding. Like I know a lot of people had some problems with uh, the way some of the art that got changed or whatever, but I think it looks really good. Um, the gameplay and the story is still the same, but the most important thing that they added to the gameplay is uh, is friendly mode. Um, is basically more or less turns the game into a visual novel. Um, oh, okay. by making it so that when, so, so the way, the way that the combat in the game works is when you're running around in the, in the, in the field, there'll be enemies in the field, you know, that you can see. And then if you slash them with your sword, uh, you stun them so that when you fight them, you, you get the advantage basically. Uh, so the, in friendly mode, when you slash an enemy with your sword, it just kills the enemy and you just get the experience and golden stuff that you would have gotten for killing for, for actually doing the, the battle. Okay. Uh, which is, which is incredible because you can still, you can still do fights if you want to do fights and it still makes you do like the boss battles and stuff. Like, uh, when, when you do any like plot important battle or a boss or a boss battle, like you still actually do the fight. So it's, it's, it's good to play a fight, like some, some random encounters here and there just to kind of keep yourself brushed up on like what moves your, your party has and like what, uh, um, like what? What new skills they've acquired? Like, make sure that they're all equipped properly. Um, so you know, but when you want to just go out and grind, you can just run around and just hit enemies with your sword and grind real easy instead of having to having to fight through the actual fight through the battles. And it's it's been a real revelation, and it's something that I wish was in every RPG ever now. Yeah, that's a nice way of doing the no encounters. I like yeah, uh, I, I and, and I don't know if if like have either of you ever played this game? Nope. I'm gonna assume no. No, not one of mine. Um, so the 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 combat is actually really is really cool and fun in this game because what basically what it is is you uh y- your enemies are on a three by three grid and you can push them around like you your your main character and then a lot of other characters will get moves that are similar but your main character is your primary like uh battlefield guy that controls the battlefield so like he has moves called push assault left assault and right assault um which lets you push an enemy back left or right uh and so the way that the way that that plays out is that you can like bunch enemies up on the same on the same square on the grid and then when they're bunched up your attacks hit every enemy on that grid so you can bunch all the enemies up uh, and then hit them with like your hardest hitting magic spell, or like there's a, a character that lays traps, so you can have her lay a trap and then bunch the enemies up and then push them onto the trap, and the trap will explode and deal massive damage to them. Uh, so the the combat is super fun and interesting, uh, but it's still a JRPG, um, which means that it's still got grinding in it. So having the friendly mode for when you don't feel like doing the fights, or when you just want to grind, is really really nice. And you don't want to spend hours doing it. Right. Yeah, when you can just run back and forth on the map and just slash enemies and nice. you're good to go. So the combat is it seems like a similar system to Darkest Dungeon where you there's placement control. 
yes. is important. Yeah. Dark, well Darkest as... Dungeon is a good good comparison. Uh, also, Mega Man Battle Network. If you ever played that game, uh, nope. good comparison. <laughs> okay, um, those were those were some great uh, Game Boy Advance and DS uh, Mega Man games. Um, and then, so the the story is seems more or less unchanged. I'm playing the uh, append mode uh, because it had been so long since I played the story. Uh, I didn't know if I'd remembered if how much of it I remember. Uh, it turns out I'm remembering a lot more of it, so I pr- probably could have played the perfect mode or whatever. So basically, what it is is perfect mode like weaves in like this new third timeline uh, into the game, like it, throughout the game as you play it. Whereas append mode uh, opens up that third timeline after you finish. Because basically, the way the story works is that early on you you become the wielder of something called the White Chronicle, which lets you jump back and forth between timelines. So there are two timelines that you that you run along. Uh, and doing stuff in one timeline affects the other and vice versa. Uh, so you have to like jump back and forth between the timelines and like go back in time in one timeline to affect something way down the line in another time. It's super fun. Uh, maybe, maybe the, my favorite, uh, time travel story that's ever been, uh, made in any kind of media, uh, better, better than Chrono Trigger, uh, story wise, yeah. if that been says cool. anything to you. But cool. Better than, um, the Android saga with Trunks and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh yeah yeah better than better, time cop <laughs> better 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 than most doctor who <laughs> that wouldn't take much oh that's a big so, so we're, a not, big... we're not, we're not a doctor, two, doctor who fan cast the, who, hey, the whovians can come at me come at me whovians <laughs> i'm ready what about bill and ted's excellent yeah. adventure uh okay that's yeah, yeah that's not I mean, fair you can't you can't wield Keanu against me, Charles. No. Oh, I just did, bro. I just did. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> uh, no, you know, regardless, uh, it, it's up there in the pantheon. Like it is, yeah. it is an excellent, excellent time travel story, and it's like got like, like it because of the way that they do the time travel. Like it's maybe I, I think this is why why I would say that I think it's the best is that it it doesn't have the weird inconsistencies that a lot of time travel stories do. Um. I'll and t- I'll tell you what, Brian. That's like that? the number number one thing that winds my wife up when we watch something that has time travel, and I start complaining about how they've done time travel and doesn't work. She's just like, she just shut, up, you to shut up! It's a story. <laughs> I'm like, but no. <laughs> so good. It's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like if if you have any interest in in playing a 3ds game, which I know is a tough sell in 2019, uh, I man. Everybody should play Radiant Historia. I, I had forgotten just how much I loved this game. Cool. And it has been a delight going back through it. How much does it rely on the two-screen system in the 3DS? Uh, not at all. The, two, the, two, the bottom screen is literally just uh, a status screen. Man, I, I wish they just need to start releasing these games on Switch. Yep, I would absolutely play Radiant Horse Historia on the Switch. <laughs> Radiant Horse? <laughs> a Radiant Horse. Radiant Horse Storia. <laughs> Yeah, the Chronicles of Chernobyl Part 3. <laughs> well, that's uh, Radiator you know, Horse. That's, <laughs> that's it. Uh, radiation Horse. <laughs> uh, you uh, you guys have any questions about this game? No, you've done a good job. It, it does sound like fun. Um, I've Not gone quite off sold to... on it the way we sold you on uh, <laughs> Control, but I'll put it to the board and we'll get back to you next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I totally understand. It's it's a hard sell to get someone to play a 3DS in 2019. 
<laughs> yeah, see, I've, I, I'm a, historically, I love my JRPGs. I haven't been able to get into them, but um, Nino Kuni 2 has kind of brought that passion back and the excitement for Final Fantasy 7, to be honest. Like, I'm. Yeah. I, I'm oh, on man. Final Fantasy 8 Remastered comes out next week? Oh, for, yes, of course. And that, yeah. that's tempting, too. But I also yeah. know it's a really long game. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> Uh, but it's gonna be playable on the Switch, so you know it is what it is. It is a good one to have on the Switch. Tempting. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's a uh, Radiant Historia then. So when you when have... y'all want to talk about a video game, Charles, tell me about uh, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Um, I got Bloodstained. What did it's... you get it on? Switch. Carpet. How how was it, how was it? Well, I don't uh, know how performing. I don't know because I don't know how it performs on the other ones. So I've been told it's the worst version, but I already yes. ordered it when I found out about that. It, it took um, two months to get to me, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> <laughs> I accident- accidentally ordered it from an online store, um, and I had previously ordered something for a colleague and my previous job from the online store. So it was addressed to. I ex- somehow I don't think I did. I think they did it. They changed my address to my sub address, which was say for my previous employment for my col- under my colleague's name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it arrived, and it took a while for them to work out that it was actually for me. I'm friends with her, so like, and my kids, our kids play. So she she contacted me, but the the lady who replaced me in a previous job. There's no good copy, and it's like, yes! She just left it in a drawer. She said she was going to get, try and get away to get it to me. And I, like, I waited for weeks, and I and I was going to the, the friend of mine who was in contact with the, the, the lady who works at my previous job, and she's like, oh, yeah, we'll get it, we'll get it. And then I eventually was like, oh, what is happening to it? So I just emailed her directly, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's just sitting in my drawer. And I'm like, what the flip, man? It's been like five weeks. <laughs> and so I just end up driving into the city and picking it up, like... If it was me, and it happened to me, and I was I'd picked up someone's game or package, I'll just chucked it to the support team and said, "Can you post this out to such and such?" But nope, right. it's in a drawer. Like it's a big company; it makes millions of dollars. Like I'm sure it can handle four dollars for shipping. But nope. <laughs> maybe she knew. It, maybe she knew it wasn't the best version. But maybe she was like, trying, trying to save them. I'm trying to save them for this. What's coming? You know what I mean, the no, one I'm thinking. It was frustrating. So it took a while to turn up. So I was kind of over it. I was all excited to play it on release and not... Be, yeah, so I was kind of past it anyway. And boy, does the intro not do this game any favors. The first, like, you're on a classic, on a ship sailing to the destination where the game's going to be. And the boss of it was painful. Like, it just felt like it was luck. I just had to kind of just throw it at the wall and hoped things stuck like it just didn't feel like i had control over the fight at all it felt mostly luck i had to go grind to kind of level up a little bit i think it just wasn't good that first fight and i was i was ready to pack it in like 20 minutes into the game (laughs) um but i must say i did get I, i got lucky and got past the boss i don't know how I just did, I did. I managed to do it like on the sixth attempt, and from there it got a little bit better, and I've enjoyed it somewhat. Um, I can't stand the jumping mechanic; it feels really ugly, uh, and I don't know what else to say about it. 
it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. The game looks fine. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't excite me in any way. So you see the aesthetic, dude. Did, did you the play graphics? the prequel? The wee, well, the wee, I, I know, I know, I might, I know, I'm going to the hell with anger on you. It came out on Games with Gold. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing because they talked about it. Oh, you you talking about the uh, the one that's basically a clone of Castlevania Three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. retro. That, that game's that game's quite good. Yeah, like I I went looking for it and I couldn't work out how to get it because they when released it. You can just buy it on the Switch. I went, I searched, and it didn't come up in the store. Oh. What is, what's the, no, no, I can't remember. What is it, it's, Curse of the Moon? Screen Runes? Aye, Curse of the Moon. It's, got, it's a massive name. It's like, it's got the same postcode, well, it's that big. Yeah. I, I'm sure I, I searched, and I just couldn't find it when I did, because I thought oh, that'd be fun to play the the prequel while I'm well, waiting can, for the game. You can play it come. on 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Speaking of the 3DS. <laughs> I, I don't well, know. That's like, what you call a segue. <laughs> it's what's the opposite of a segue? It's going back to a previous topic. It's, a, it's called a time machine, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, right. <laughs> tying it into radiant historia too. <laughs> we're, we're now we're in going, a parallel timeline. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need links. We're just going. <laughs> Great Scott. There, there you go, Charles. I, I drop you. I drop you a link to the Nintendo. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I did search for it, but I, and I'm sure I had seen that the release would had happened, but maybe it hadn't, or the date that I saw was wrong. I don't know. I'll have a look. I don't know if I'm, I'm that interested in playing it now, just because I'm playing the sequel already and I'm not enjoying it that much. <laughs> um, you you should just go ahead and play this one though. This one this one is much better from what I've heard. I, I wonder how much my my it's quite short, but for what, I, for, for what I understand as well, that the, the I like. I like short. I like getting things done and dusted. So yeah, I may, I'll have a look. Um, yeah, it's it's not terrible. It's picked as I say, it's picked up. It's just they did not put their best foot forward with the the intro level, and that boss was just infuriating. But yeah, as I say, it's picked up. Um, getting a few different weapons is a little fun now. Um, I can summon frogs, which I don't know why you'd ever want to, because there's way better spells already. Like, some of the spells seem weird. Like, I don't see why you would do it, because there are better options already. <laughs> but I can. I can summon frogs. The The graphics don't look very good on the Switch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be blunt. They look kind of bad. Sure. And I wonder if... As I say, I don't know how much of my frustrations are down to it being the Switch version... Or if it's just this is the game and it's just the graphics aren't as good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's frustrating. I was hoping it'd be really fun and I'd get into it. I think a lot of it is I'm not big on side scrolling games. I generally just have never been they've never been my jam. And that could be it. It's okay to be wrong. I'm not judging you. <laughs> It's also okay to be right, Brian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. I, I I don't want to say any more about it. I've had enough of Bloodstained. I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna put it in this drawer, and we're gonna leave it at that. Here end of right. the story. There's two. Was, that's two books finished and put back on the shelf tonight. We're all everybody's happy. <laughs> I was so close to just like pulling it out of the switch before I beat that first boss and trading it in. 
I, no, no, no. What you should do is pull it out of the box, put it back in the box, seal up the package, drive back to that place and hand it to the woman and said, you should have took this and binned it. <laughs> a, pox, a pox upon you and everyone who sits at that desk. Yep. I think that's fair. Stuart, tell us about Man of Medan. Or actually, I'm kind of interested in Gears Pop. <laughs> I'll tell Charles. you about both. I've, I've got, I mean, I've, I've got options, you know what I mean? Uh, man and Madan. Um, Midden? Launched Mid- Midden? today. It's Man and Madan. Uh, launched today. Uh, as, as we spoke on the last show, uh, we mentioned it when we spoke about Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good in a kind of slasher horror. Um, you can kill every one way. Um... Yeah, really nice high production values, plays really well, nice bite size, four hours to do, multiple paths, multiple things to do, kind of really cool multiplayer modes as well, because you can play it with five people in the one room, pass the pad, um, and there's also two player online, which is slightly different as well. Um, the, the, multiplayer, o- the multiplayer, you all make decisions, don't you? Yeah, I think it, basically on the couch, the, the the couch passing one is you basically assign a character to each player. Okay. And then that person plays as that character, whereas the online, I think, it plays simultaneously as, at the same time. But I think it plays the different people at the same time as the, the online mechanic. I've no played it yet because I didn't know anything about the game at the time. But apparently, the online mechanic is a lot smoother. And it's transitions and stuff, whereas the in-room mechanic is that again. It's all about picking up bits of paper and reading them and stuff. And then what it is is obviously that kills the flow. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be sitting and listening to people chatting and stuff and having a ding dong, but when people are reading ship manifests about eighteen sailors that have cut their fingers, you know what I mean? You're kind of like, yeah. Um, I, I thought there was a mode that you could everyone would input their decision and it would take the majority. Is that not this game, or is that a different game? <laughs> Don't know, I've not found that one out yet. I've not found that one out yet. So it could be, could be. It might be an option. Um, I, I, I sold it the first time um, with my girlfriend hanging on my back at bits, telling me what to pick left and right. Um, and it was only after I finished it I realised that you can do the past the pad mode, which would have been okay. an advisable mode. But um, when I sold it, it was, it was okay. It was, you kind of you kinda peg what's happening quite early on in it, I felt. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty easy to kind of see bits and bobs coming at the snail's pace they do in it sort of thing um, jump scares there loves a good jump scare oh there's rats under the table there's, there's, a, there's a dead body in that thing uh, there's a hallucination coming um, it's, it, it hits all the beats eh? a kind of a kind of decent enough thing Sean Ashmore's in it as Bringing it back, bringing it back to Quantum Break, um, yep. which, which, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, he was the first to die. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just had a feeling when I started playing. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be the first to die because I've seen all these pictures of him further on in the game than where I got him to, and literally, like, like that, it, it, it was in it. He was in the game for all of like 15, 20 minutes. Hollywood star gone before even he was he was gone before I even got to the boat. You did that on purpose, though. 
Now, is this me failing at playing video games or just me <laughs> trying to live fantasies of killing Sean Ashmont? I have no idea, but... Um, yeah, the ending I got was total shitty, but... <laughs> total, total shitty! Um, and I don't want to spoil it in case people are playing it, but yeah, it's like... I got that, the I got the, the, the age-old, we've made it, but we've not made it ending, if you know what I mean. And then I got a 100-point achievement for killing everybody. Thanks. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. I think they're a wee bit too soon announced in the next episode, because the trailer's up for it. And controversially, it looks like it's going to do a Blair Witch-style vibe, with two kids with creepy dolls and stuff. and Yeah, which... Funnily enough, Blair Witch just launched today as well. Uh, I know Cliff is uh, biting at the bit to play that. Um, and if you <coughs> have Games Pass, you can play it for free. Um, just put it out there. Um, <laughs> but, um, so that will be on my cards next, I think, is uh, try Blair Witch after Man of Medan to see what happens. But yeah, there's definitely loads of replay value in it. And if you if you like Superman, if you're, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good date game. Yeah, it's a date movie game movie game if you and the missus are having a Saturday night fire it on you'll get a cheap jump scare probably have an argument a decision you know what I mean it's all good yeah nice light hearted fun and a kind of hacker slasher genre I don't know if light hearted is the best way to describe this game though I I don't know it's it's, (laughs) I mean it's not every day you can kill Sean Ashmore (laughs) for 15 minutes you know what I mean Um, but yeah the thing as well was I was playing it uh, Xbox had done that. Obviously, I was playing it pre-launch, so it was hiding the achievements. So I kind of didn't really know what to. Like, you don't know how usually you have a look at the achievement list to go. Okay, all right, okay, I see, I see what you're doing, and then you shut it and you go right. In my head, I'm like, right, I need you. But in that, I had I just went in blind, and it ended poorly for all. Um, the coolest thing about it's the narrator, and the narrator, the, the there's this English genteel man who uh, is somewhat of a kind of Tales of the Crypt Keeper style uh, guy who sits and he basically, <laughs> when when you kill people, he tells you you play badly. Oh, he's dead, yeah, poor choices, eh? I'm like, shut up! I want poor spoiler. But then he gives you hints at what's to come. He's like, well, we could, I, can, I can let you see the future, maybe, maybe, maybe no. And you find these wee... Um, pictures through the game which give you glimpses of what could happen in the future Okay. so like if there's a fight or a firefight or somebody's maybe going to die or something it shows you like 15 seconds of a snippet so that when it happens you kind of go to yourself right so and so and so and so and blah 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 and there's a relationships thing in it and your, your traits can change and stuff I didn't really quite see the point of the traits in it because that's it doesn't really. I, 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 for what I understand, it, it affects the it affects the relationships in game. So, like, you can have Sean Ashmore hooking up with somebody, or somebody else hooking up with somebody. If that's your bag, or, or you could just have them doing what they're doing, which was my bag. Which was, was, was my bag. Um, there, was no, there was no romance on this ship. Sorry, this ain't the this ain't the love boat. You know what I mean? This is the sunk tug. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was fun Good. for a weekend. Um, I'll no doubt express myself more when I throw words to paper and hope they stick. So yeah, that was um, fun. What was even more fun was uh, playing Gears Pop, which <laughs> is oh dear, it's um, 
It's paid one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's it's murder. Um, so it's a bit like Casual Crashers. I've never played Casual Crashers because I'm not cool. Um, or is it Casual Crashers? The Clan Royale? I don't know. Whatever it is. But basically, you have three lanes, and you have there's you, two turrets, and then three lanes, and then on the opposite side of the map, there's the same thing, but for the the enemy or the other player. It's all played online. You play against real people. And basically you get cards, or coins, or cards if you want. But um, and basically you get a bar that fills to 10, and each coin has a corresponding cost. So a set of shepherds might be three. Uh, Marcus himself might be five. Uh, Coltrane, woo, might be so three. It sounds so like Hearthstone. It, it's kind of like that. It's about managing your points, but also being on the offensive and defensive, if you know what I mean. So, like, the start of it, it's really kind of finding a, a formula that clicks for you. And then it's basically building on that formula. So, I use a very much a, a, a holding pattern. So, I'll spawn out troops that can capture, like, you can capture bunkers or sandbags or whatever they may be but basically what happens is if you take these two, if you take the two of them the line where you can spawn troops for moves up or vice versa if the enemy captures them it moves back so technically you're pushing this because the closer you are to the enemy's guns the faster you can spawn troops to take the guns right so that's that's one thing and I, that's how i can apply it. i use a, a defensive line so like snipers defensive marcus defensive and it's also a power struggle as well because they can bring in like give it a special that brings up a a wretch hole, um, which is mere mob management than it is full on attack. But like things you as the player, all your interaction is is with like things like grenades. So you can lob grenades in, but again, grenades are coins and stuff. Um, so you kind of need to build your deck. How do you build your deck? You get coins and stuff and boxes see this is where it costs this is where it's coming so how do you get boxes you win matches fantastic everything's good everybody's happy you can only have five boxes banked at a time from victory because the minute you have five boxes you have two choices you have to wait upwards of three hours for it to unlock or you have to buy it with gold or i'm, I'm oh. it gold but it's like mickey mouse coins right and if you buy it with the Mickey Mouse coins, you then unlock it, leaving a space, which means the next victory gets you another box. Although you can have five boxes and just keep playing the game constantly and getting XP, but you will not get boxes, which is the whole point, is each box contains the things you need to level up the guys to make them level up. And it's, it's a vicious cycle, so you do your five dailies and you get them and you just put the phone off and sit it down and just wait. Because I'm not going to pay for it, do you know what I mean? I'm not paying, nope. like... Uh, I'm not paying the, the kind of. I think it, it's like dependent upon which box it is. Because it, it depends on how much. So like, if it's a nice, heavy, bigger. So like, you get base boxes and you get bigger boxes and you blah 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 blah. And it's just a shame because as a game, it's like I was saying about blades. It, it's it's the perfect like matches last. I think it's a two minutes in total. And they're really quick and they're really fast and it's 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 good fun and there's a horde mode where you can play with co-op buddy as well if you're in a clan and stuff and everything it's really nice it's really good fun and it's cool hearing marcus with a really high pitched voice running into battle and stuff but it just reeks of the the pay to win in it and it's really poor show considering this is an xbox title because my it links with your xbox account so 
you earn achievements by playing it. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, no, just no. And I just, I just think it breaks my heart because it could have been so good if it just wasn't for that fact that you need to pay to. If you would have been able to pay Mickey Mouse coins to unlock the boxes, I would have did that and I would have been happy. So like, have it so that my currency I earn in game unlocks my boxes, and then the argument would be, well, I'm, I've got no currency left. Well, I'll you can buy real, you can buy currency with real money, or you can play more matches to earn currency. That's a fair, that's a fair thing. But instead, it's like, nah. You want to unlock that, you need to pay real money. Yeah. Or you need to wait eight hours. Yeah, that waiting is dumb. you got to grind and then wait. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, but luckily, I hear from a man on the street, no me, but I hear Gears 5 is slightly better. But more, <laughs> of, that, more, more of that in the weeks to come. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nice. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's Gears Pop. It's free to play, do you know what I mean? Oddly yeah. enough, but it, it's a strange one because it's free to play, or it's free to play, obviously, but it's on iOS, Android, and PC, but it never made the jump to the Xbox, which I think is a bit... <laughs> hmm, that's a bit suspect, if you ask me. Yes, it is. Um, but then Microsoft have a history of that because they did that <coughs> Spartan Assault, and it never made it... Like, they did the first one, made it, to the Xbox which was great fun and I loved it but then the second one just never came to the Xbox and I, I can't work out why so but um, yeah, if you're looking for something to kill the time waiting for Gears 5 or if you're on the bus or something that it's worth a download but just be wary of your time with it because you will hit the wall pretty soon where it will be basically a grind a grind and a wait and it's a shame it's a bit of a shame when I saw when I saw the pop gears like i was hoping it was going to be like a a shooter like yes you're running around as the little dude shooting dudes and like a top-down shooter would have been hilarious that would have been mm. worth my time but yeah don't know i might it's, have a go with it with my son but it, it, there's a few there's, a, there's an hour or two in it before it kicks in you know what i mean and yeah. you get to customize your own guy for the pop so your pops the main character so you get to customize him with a, a do-rag and <laughs> shoes and trainers and <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like ah oh, Marcus oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I'm built like enough. a I'm built like a wedge of cheese woohoo <laughs> <laughs> but um hey, yeah Jackie, it's fine you just reminded me of that um the Mario Kart iOS game and yep it's coming game's coming out next next month very soon mm-hmm. uh, and yeah I think it's uh, the 17th 16th 15th 14th Next month, soon. So <laughs> a day, a day ending in a Y next month. <laughs> That's it. One That's, of those days. But then, as I was talking to a guy at my work about that, and he says to me, "Well, do you still play Doctor Mario?" And I'm like, "Don't be silly." And he's like, "Yeah, that's the point. You know what I mean, Doctor Mario commitment was kind of dead on arrival, like two weeks after it was out, and then uh, Mario Run." I mean, they've been, these things are like flash in the pan. They've got a shelf life of five femtoseconds before folk go, man, it's rubbish. You know what I mean? It's, I, it's, it would, I got enough fun could, from Mario Run. But yes, I know what you mean. It's, it's cheap frills when you're not your machine. You know, and yeah. I, there's the, like, I look at the, the games on my phone and it's like... <sighs> the only game on my phone that I kind of I play 
vigorously <laughs> is uh, Super Hexagon. <laughs> Super Hexagon and Afterburner Climax are probably the two games where the Tom Clancy Secret Fighters being another one because I really love the idea of Sam Fisher and Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon and basically everybody in the Tom Clancy universe fighting as a unit. I love that idea. Like, yeah, we're a squad. It's like, yeah, everyone's great guys. Aye, there's Rook and there's Montaigne and there's Sam and there's Altair, the historic assassin. I'm like, what the what the hell? <laughs> it's like, it's fine. We're all working for Ford Echelon. Everybody loves it, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's like I say, it's shelf life with these things. Because I don't play them at home. Sorry to break no. it to them. <laughs> but yeah. when I'm at home, I'm playing actual games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but ach, when I'm at work, anything's a distraction, isn't it? It's no Candy Crush. That's all. <laughs> uh, speaking of phone games, uh, have either of you played Pokemon Masters at all? No. No. Is that like Pokemon Go? <laughs> so it, it it is not. Uh, it's it's the new uh, mobile Pokemon game. It's like a a three v three battler thing. It's it's pretty simple, but it's kind of cute and fun. Um, it and it, I, I guess it just came out this week, which is why I brought it up. <laughs> I think it's the same people that they that, that are doing the Mario Kart, uh, perhaps DNA or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that's just like who Nintendo's uh, mobile partner is or whatever. But I don't know. It's 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 kind of cute. The the big bummer for for me, the downside was that it just forces you to have Pikachu as your partner Pokemon, hmm. and it doesn't seem like you get to pick others. You just uh, you team up with other trainers, and those trainers have their Pokemon. But you just always have Pikachu for yours, which is you know. Pikachu. It's not fat Pikachu though. <laughs> Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. It's Dave. <laughs> I, I only want fat Pikachu as yeah. my partner. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Oh, yeah, it looks good. I might have to look at that. I like my Pokemon. Is it Harry Potter Wizarding World good? <laughs> that's another oh, yeah. game that went to the slaughter. <laughs> Send them. Hey, fat Pikachu. I play that. OG. I play. That's OG Pikachu. Yeah, that's that's classic Pikachu right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's the artwork before artwork was born. This makes for great broadcast content as well, doesn't it? It's like, oh, by the way, there's fat Pikachu. Look at this picture that we you can't see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it'll be on the on the uh, cover art. Who knows? Yep, I can do. I can do that. I can, um, Photoshop, I can Photoshop somebody's face on him. Don't worry, I can Photoshop anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to talk about something that's not a video game. Oh, God. <laughs> Tiny Epic Zombies. So Tiny just the... Epic Zombies. Okay, what is this? Yes. This analog. Um, I'm going to brag. I don't work Fridays anymore. <laughs> and so... And well, my... hey, Charles, I haven't worked for a month, so what's oh, up? Shut up. Um, <laughs> I've got every weekend off this month. And... <laughs> oh, it must be nice. I mean, it's not bad. It's comfortable. Uh, but yes, and neither does my brother. Well, two of my brothers, because my one my brother dog's that- bigger than your dog. <laughs> right. Anyway, so one we took one of my brothers. We drove up to my other brother, who lives about an hour and a bit north of where we are, our city, and we went and had a board game day. I was hoping to play Blood Bowl, but we didn't because we didn't. My brother forgot the rules. Yeah, we forgot the rules. <laughs> so it's been a while. You know, just you know, just play it like Sabutio. I don't know if you know. What, do you know what Sabutio yeah. is? This is Sabutio is like tabletop football. Oh, okay. You like like flick football? I think that's the. I, I'm, oh god, I'm showing rust here. It's like flick football, but you just basically you take the model and you run about the park, kicking the ball and going, "I'm going to score." 
That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> As but, a child would play with the figurines. I'm a huge fan of Blood Bowl. I played it as a kid. Uh, the old PC game, the, the, the first PC game from Top Town View was one of my favorite games as a kid. And so, yeah, big fan of Blood Bowl. And so the re-release, I'm excited to play, but I didn't get to play it. Instead, we played Tiny Epic Zombies. And it's actually, there's a series of Tiny Epic games. They've got about seven or eight out currently, or and one, maybe one or two on the way. And basically, it's a box. I'm trying to think... Uh, it's a very small box, but it packs a huge punch. There's a lot in there. There's a bunch of meeples. Just everything's quite... All the meeples are quite small. The real cool thing about it, your character meeple has like little holes in the hands, and it, they actually give you mini little weapons for the weapons you pick up as you're playing the game, and so you can customize... Oh, that's very good. <laughs> you can that's customize your meeple. It is super <laughs> cute. I just see money. I just see it being money. <laughs> this axe costs $80. Why? Because it does. No, it doesn't have in-app purchases. It's Because it's a board game. <laughs> uh, no, but it's, you can have weapon, but it's like, it's like Warhammer, like gauntlet, steel no. gauntlets costing 40 bucks because it's made of metal. No, it's none of that. It's all, it, as I say, it's the game is, it's tiny epic and it's really small, the box. I'm trying to think of the and size. It's, it's, really, it's really tiny and it's really epic. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's actually, I'm really impressed with this game. Like, it's if you like tabletop games and you you don't have much space, this is a game you should look at, at least the series. Uh, it's probably the size of an envelope. Like, a small card envelope is the, the top of the box, and it's just a normal, maybe two inches deep. So it's a very small box, but it has a lot in there. Uh, we play two rounds. Uh, there are... Each round you have three different tasks that you need to do, and there's probably about 12 or so, so there's a lot of variety and a lot of different combinations you could have of what you have to do. Like the first round, our task, we had to get helicopter parts, and so they're scattered around eight. You're in a mall, because the, the, the zombies' malls, they're kind of synonymous because of zombie culture. Uh, you have... You have uh, eight shops surrounding the court, central courtyard which is your safe zone and you're defend as you're running around you're trying to stop zombies moving towards the safe zone and breaking your barricades down but you're also doing objectives like uh where you had to collect helicopter parts is one of the object objectives so you got to go get them and take them back you have limited moves like rounds based on the, the cards that you draw and so everything's you got to do everything as efficient as possible because you run out of time uh, what was the other task we had? We... I don't remember. Don't worry about it. The second round, we had to find a cure. So we had to go around. the. There were eight different tokens spread around in each shop. The eight shops surrounding your safe zone. And, and you had to unlock the... You had to reveal them in the, the coded order, like like making a cure. And so if you flip one over and it wasn't the next one on the list, you had to flip it back over and then find, and you had to memorize what it was so you knew when to go back to in order to get it. So it's like a mini game of memory while you're running away from zombies. It, it, it's, it was, it's really clever. Like, there was a lots of... Um, it's very simple and well... but really well designed. And so I'm really intrigued to try some of the t other Tiny Epics. Like, there's Tiny Epic Western, Tiny Epic Galaxy, Tiny Epic Kingdoms, Tiny, Tiny Epic Quests. Uh, Tiny Epic Mechs is on its way. I think it's about to be released. And yeah, it was just a, a fun game. Really small package, but yeah, packs a big punch. 
it's better than some of these big box games with fancy figurines and stuff that cost hundreds of dollars it's it's i've had more fun with that than with tiny epic zombies than i did with some of these other bigger games that yeah and this costs 40 bucks so hmm. so like three dollars us or something and one pound or you probably can pick up for a pound <laughs> a <UK>. pittance <laughs> it's two short two, two shillings and a and a threepenny and a threepenny bit that's you son there you go a half penny doff doff one's calf doff one's calf doff doff one's cap to the shop owner on the way out there you go uh, but yeah it, it's well worth looking at if you like tabletop games it's definitely it's definitely worth looking at it was a lot of fun and the what, one of the unique things, your hit points and your bullets are on the same track. So you have uh, a bullet meeple, which is really cute. It's like real tiny. And it sits on your your character card. Uh, and then you have a health token on the opposite side. So it's sitting at zero and so you haven't been hit. And you have nine bullets. So you could potentially shoot lots of zombies and spend lots of bullets and get down to it being on four. But then you actually only have four hit points left. So when they meet the two tokens is when your character dies so there's an uh, i thought that was a kind of fun mechanic where there's a hybrid you can go gung-ho and shoot lots but then you're at risk of dying quicker if that makes sense you can you can replenish those items you can heal and you can get more bullets but there is there's a, a yeah there's an exchange but then going and attacking melee there's a risk of taking damage while you kill a zombie and so I thought it was a nice trade-off that you're constantly thinking about the expenditure of bullets and the risk of taking damage. Um, oh, oh, I have to mention this. The other cool thing is that it's cooperative, but they've actually designed it so it's actually PB, uh, PvP uh, if you want. So you can have it so that the AI, the zombie is controlled by AI, uh, just the drawing of cards, or you can have it so you have a dungeon master as the zombies. And what's really cool with that if he if you're playing one versus four humans like um, one zombie versus four humans if he kills one of the characters then he gets uh he flips the card and he gets a zombie version of that character to use their abilities so each zombie each character has a zombie alternative that has unique uh abilities that change the game slightly as well and i thought that's kind of cool not bad it sounds like a fun way to spend a sunday lunchtime yeah, it was good. Um, the first round took us maybe an hour and a half. The second round took us about 45 minutes because we knew the game then. So yeah. once you get the hang of it, it's a reasonably quick game to play through. Um, yeah, good. It's it's really good. Tiny Epic is the the brand. I think there is one of them was Kickstarter originally. Like, they started with Kickstarter. Board games and Kickstarter go together like air and birds. <laughs> Pe- peanut butter and jelly even though I can't stand that combination <laughs> yeah <laughs> fish and wet <laughs> fish and chips there you go that's a very English kiwi thing go together like yeah. fish and chips but yeah it's good and I just want to talk about it because it was a lot of fun cool sounds pretty cool might have to check it out yeah it's worth a look as I say I'm sure you could pick them up for 20-30 bucks US probably yeah. I imagine and there's and they've got a theme they apparently the developers the guys who make them their goal now is to release a game for every letter of the alphabet like a tiny epic something oh okay and uh, which is kind of a fun goal um they've already got the hardest ones like uh, zombies 
and quest. Like those are some probably the, some of the harder words, uh, letters. Tiny, so tiny, tiny epic xylophone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so it's going to be tiny, tiny epic xenomorph. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go with xylophone <laughs> in my mind. You know? They've already got zombies yeah. to the cupboard. But yeah, they could do another one. But yeah, it's and a couple of the games I've seen have a little expansions as well, so they add on to. That, the base. Is, that, is that literally or theoretically? They're a little. What's the truly? I must well, say, are, t- are the actual tiny, tiny expansions? Are they? Well, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're all they all the fit small, in that really small box. Small all... gags don't work. Oh, damn no, it! No, I missed that one. Went over my head. <laughs> I'm I'm too tiny, and it went over my head. <sighs> oh man, I'm looking at some pictures of the of the weapons that you attached to your meeples. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's really cool. And I don't know if that's just unique to the zombie one. Like, I've lo- I'm looking at getting the... Because my brother has the zombie. I'm looking at getting the kingdom version. Like, fantasy. Yep, there you yeah. go. Those have been painted. They, they're just white. It's very cool that someone's customized them, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, see, I see here someone... Oh, man. Look at this one. Okay. <laughs> They're probably selling them for about fifty pound on an Etsy school. Right. <laughs> so it, it took me eight months to do. That's fifty bucks, please. But those are really well painted. They are very cool. Um, but yeah, they they come as just a white plastic. Uh, but yeah, it's fun just to be able to customize your your little meeple. It's just a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you drop a gun, when you pick up a new gun, you get to chuck it on and go, yeah, I've got a sweet shotgun or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's tiny epic. Is that? I think we need to wrap up, guys. I think we've gone long. We're getting long into the tooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna wrap it up. about Vagrant. I'm gonna cry. You can say that for next T- time. Tell us about Vigor real quick. Vigor. Okay. Thirty seconds. Vigor. Right, Vigor, nuclear war hits the world, Norway's safe place, uh, you have to survive, you go into six different maps, six different maps from the different Norway backdrops, you get different loot from different places, you make it out alive, kicker, 12 different people go in with you, you do not know where they are, you don't know what they're doing, you don't know if they're going to kill you, so it's a risk reward, do you engage, do you not engage, do you know how many people are left in the map, and at the end of the day a big crate drops, drop, get the crate, you become a target, how? Everybody in the map sees you, you have to run out with all the stuff in the bag, but... Like I say, 12 different people, they're going to hunt you down. Um, very good, very much time sinky, free to play, Xbox exclusive, good times, uh, it needs a bit of work, gunplay's a bit janky, but hey-ho, I had fun. <laughs> Thank you very much, good night. <laughs> that was well so, done. So, so, sounds like a video game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright, so let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Stuart, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at uh, Fury ac3 on twitter and you can find my ramblings every week written at scotch corner over at the codec moments website yay perfect charles how about you i just made a van odin yes in places uh i'm at wade brian r on twitter the podcast is at dark insight pod uh you can find all the episodes at dark insight.net um and that'll just about do it so good night bye-bye catchies